Hi, I'm Saloni Anand. I'm Aldaf Sayed. We are co-founder of Traya. How do you help people build a habit? This is a simple problem statement. But if you can find the answer to it, then it has profound implications. Altaf and Saloni are on a mission to answer this question at their startup Traya. Traya helps people to reverse hair loss through a combination of western medicine, ayurveda and healthy habits. And this is just the start. If you can influence habit building then there are literally unlimited problems that you can solve. In this episode of the Founder Thesis podcast, your host Akshay Dutt gets into an insightful and candid conversation with Altaf and Saloni, the husband-wife duo behind Traya. Stay tuned for tons of lessons in finding product market fit and scaling up and please do subscribe to Founder Thesis on YouTube or any audio streaming platform. So uh, I want to start with the uh, I mean you know you're both like not just co-founders but you're also married to each other. So let's start with your personal journey first. Uh, how did the two of you meet? Uh, how how did that intersection happen and then we can talk about how you ended up starting Trya. Wait, I, we, I, I think, think we, uh, for this question we, we both have a version of story. <laughs> so, how so different you are your versions? <laughs> there, there are overlaps. Quite, but in both our stories different. we are the hero. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, let's do so, ladies first. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably yeah yeah I'll start. I, I I like to dominate there, so I'll start. Um, uh, Altaf and I met in Hyderabad. Altaf was uh, back then running his food startup, um, and I was working for a company um, up short, and uh, we lived in the same lane, so our buildings were right across the road. um the reason we sort of uh, or rather altaf recognized me is because uh, we both come from the same town uh, so back in the school days we actually went to the same school but we had never met each other in the school because he's 5 years elder to me uh, which town but uh, uh, it's it's a town called wapi in south gujarat okay um known for its chemical industries um and pharma so we we studied in that town and uh, we had like common his younger sister was my classmate and we had like common connects so that's how we literally met on the road uh, he just stopped and he said i think i know you are you from wapi i said yes and that's how we met okay <laughs> okay uh, and altaf uh, so how did you end up being an entrepreneur you you were already an entrepreneur when you met saloni i did my undergrad in medical biochemistry with the thought process the that US. i will uh, no i did it from uk and then i did okay. uh, mba from stanford later um, but in third year i was very clear that hey i cannot be a scientist uh, very difficult very challenging different bent of life so fourth year i was the only guy who did uh, a, a dry project and not just theoretical dry project i actually did a business project in a science background so it was a lot of fun but i was very clear by then that this is something that i enjoy and i will like to do uh, for a longer period of time as well and uh, how did what happened between that and stanford mba 
you started your business so I, after stanford or no no i i started my first business when um, um I, i think in 2009 or 10 something like that so uh, again i think most of the companies that i have worked in comes from like a personal more of a personal story than just like a market validation even thraya is an outcome of the same thing so the first company started in affordable housing and um, uh, the the idea was very simple so i grew up in a concept called in small town they have this thing called lig mig hig which is yeah. basically yeah, yeah, yeah. your uh, lo- yeah. right something like that right so i i grew up in one of those lig which is like your affordable housing and they are very pleasant right you have like one bhk two bhk good veranda balcony you have like a common ground and everything so that's the concept of affordable housing that i grew up with 2009 2010 i started looking into for a, another project uh trying to figure out if the affordable housing market would work for some other project that i was working in and all i could find was uh, a glorified chawls kind of a thing right like uh most of the things are really narrow uh, worker housing kind of a thing 10 people living in a small apartment and i thought i could i could do a little better and my experience in that affordable housing kind of helped because i understood that the guys living next door were not uh, not not really poor right like i would categorize them as uh, probably middle class kind of a thing working as a supervisor to uh, uh like a higher up uh, senior uh, senior labor in a factory and most of them are bankable guys right like working in a company for a longer period of time so i thought like this guys would never live in this kind of affordable housing i would never live in the the chawl affordable housing so i can create a better concept that's how i created the first first company um very little money very little experience and i feel that if i had even the 10% of knowledge that i have right now i would have never started it you started uh, i mean your intention was to acquire a parcel of land and build affordable housing and sell it like that kind of real estate right. developer so i kind kind of that but like i didn't have money to acquire land so i just went Obviously. out to a farmer next door and said like hey you would like to tie up and uh, whenever we get the money the first installment will be yours and then i'll take it up um it worked out we did like uh, very interesting marketing where, where we would go to all the factories uh, pitch to the labors uh, zero budget spend um and uh, the fun thing was that 70 or 65% of the housing got sold on first day um wow. so uh, required hardly any capex um i i i shifted out of out of india i think after two or three projects and then i finished my mba so why didn't you just uh, scale that up and become a developer like a lodha or something right so i, I think i was uh, uh, too young to have that thought process of uh, building an organization right i was i was doing what a a, a simple small uh, businessman would do one project at a time i didn't have the resources i didn't have the uh, thought process in terms of how do you build team how do you uh, keep them motivated and other parts right like i think building business is two parts which is one is just getting that that ball rolling uh but more importantly and more difficult part is that how do you keep that ball rolling into uh, a big snowball right like how do you keep on uh, multiplying that thing and for that you need to have that 5 years 6 years 8 years horizon where you are investing in your manpower you are building that skill you are creating that coach you are coming across as a person who is a thought leader rather than just like one guy who is kicking the ball around right 
um i was i was too immature to have that i was more motivated and, and you you were aware of your immaturity and the fact and that's why you chose to do an mba like you, you were i think aware i think you, everyone around me was aware of my immaturity <laughs> <because> <laughs> in fact in fact one of the friend who was with me uh in that company he like a much much senior guy and he actually told me that uh, uh an mba would definitely help you out a little okay. uh and he was very very precise that go to stanford that would be a school that you might enjoy way more that's what i ended up doing okay and after stanford after stanford, stanford. also has this big entrepreneurial culture like the google founders were all yeah, stanford yeah, yeah. guys so, and all so i think uh, stanford stanford has a, has a has a very good culture like how how i describe the culture is very simple that it's one place in the world where i would get out and just say hey i want to be as an indian saying that hey i want to be a president of us right and someone would say that how can i help right rather than saying this is wow. complete stupidity they might uh, just say how can i help kind of a thing like very very collaborative helping culture and um, that kind of added to uh, the fire as well and also gave me a little better understanding of what it is building a company and not just building a small project uh, uh, with that thought process i started my second company which was into food production um in india or in the us no no i started in india i did couple of okay. uh, uh, pilots but nothing worked out in us so i moved back to india um and um, even from even before going to stanford i was very clear that i will move back to india um i i feel like home only Uh, more right. more like yeah i guess that and also like i only feel at home in india right? like everywhere else i would i would kind of feel like a foreigner uh so i was i was back and i started my last company and i think last company taught me more than anything in my life it feel it terribly feel uh, right. right like right, i right, would right. have hired uh, what what was uh, what kind of food production was it like a cloud kitchen or was it like a so bag, we, package we, we did everything right like from package to cloud kitchen to cafeteria management uh now the challenge with the business is also that when you get an early success uh and which i got in cafeteria right like where i got like couple of contracts where uh, you will make for office uh, for like office catering right office, office catering okay uh, uh which now. city was this in uh this was hyderabad. in hyderabad to start with and then yeah. i started in that's Bombay. where you guys met yes yes okay hmm. so i i call those business oxygen business uh, where uh, you never die but you can never ever have full fresh air of oxygen right you are never thriving uh, but you are just just moving along a um, lot of learning lot of understanding lot of hard ones acquired not money but a lot of diseases uh, and oh. I, and and that's why it's i i feel one of the most important part is of your life is also to have a sounding partner like salon in your life who could tell you straight up that hey you are doing something wrong that <laughs> you are in this business where you are coming home at 12 and going at 5 and your life is not getting any time better uh, any better uh, i think that's the time when traya uh, story also happened and saloni started uh, lifting a lot more weight than i did till that time what were some of those learnings from the failed food business like uh, you must have learned about yeah. how to evaluate spaces yeah. like which so is a good the, space and so on like most important thing is the pmf importance of pmf right or the product market right and we we kind of uh, uh use that learning in traya for like 2 years so only if i'm please correct me if i'm wrong there uh yeah. but 
uh, overall what we did was uh, um, just just made sure that whatever whatever our thesis was there let the market decide it uh, two very critical part to it one is have extreme pmf rather than just a tick mark pmf where um, it is actually difficult to prove that product market fit and it cannot be just like hey 100 people buy me then i am a pm uh, uh, people giving me uh, like 100 people who bought me gave me 8 nps or 9 nps and i'm very good right the real proof of pudding is when a person actually buys you again right without a strong incentive right like without the discount without a force saying that hey buy this and whatever those things like on its own when they buy for the benefit of the product that's when the pmf is done right that's that's our whole part of it my learning in that large business was this right like i i could i could do sales right like end of the day i would get that kind of uh, product sell but i would only i, I would ne- never get the incremental revenue or exponential revenue right like every time i want to do the second sale i have to put in enough or the same kind of effort that was the first problem second you'd never want to build a company where uh, um, you are just a, a, a tick mark right like if it is just a yet another company where there is like so many other uh, players and you don't have a clear value addition um, it becomes a very challenging aspect. And third important like part if you're is... easily replaceable. Uh, you, right. you don't want to build a business right. where you're right. easily right. replaceable. It's, it's then right. just becomes a commodity business. You will always be fighting in margins. And third very important learning that I had is that the guy who is utilizing the service and the person who is paying the bills, if they are different, the incentives are very different. Because the guy who is paying the bills is always looking for discount. Whereas the guy who is utilizing the service is always looking for royalty right so for example in cafeteria what happens is the company is paying for the bill so he's always saying that hey reduce down the cost whereas the employees are eating who is saying like hey this food is horrible because you are not giving me like whatever the things are so this were big learnings and then uh, i think i would want to add one more learning to that uh company uh altaf which is um not not starting a company alone and having a oh, co-founder yeah. and nice. fundraising rather than using your own money. Uh, so I think uh, yeah. the I think it was uh, the, la- the last company that Alta was referring to. He, it was completely bootstrapped, no external fundraise. And how much ever you tell yourself that this money is just to run this project and to experiment, somewhere you sort of fall in the pressure of taking short-term gain over long-term gain because you want to see some revenue out which might not be a right approach in a lot of uh, startups so when we started Traya, we decided that this time we'll raise fund because we don't want to be alone but we want a group of people supporting us um, so uh, external fundraising over using your own money and I, I guess that business was not fundable also right like running cafeterias is not something a VC would fund yeah, I think, but also the time was in a manner that if I had, uh, I, I probably wrapped the story in a better wrapper, it might have worked. Ah, okay, as a cloud kitchen. Uh, yeah, something right. like that. But in all yeah. fairness, right, like while I am saying this story as my story, it is actually uh, Saloni was through that horrible period of time, equally stressed out, equally involved, like you are married, you understand that it's never just one person's game. It is like when you are when you are starting a company, 
um i think the more difficult job is of the other partner right like your spouse uh, uh because while you are there saying that hey i'm going to do it they have to be in play where they are taking whatever rubbish you are throwing saying that it's okay you are going through stress you are going through stress and i think um because of that uh, saloni went up through that entrepreneurship ladder much much faster just by looking at it rather than uh doing right. it first hand so how did you decide to shut it down there must have been some trigger where you said okay let's shut this down and try something else oh, was it that try a idea came up and no. automatically this idea got sidelined or so what no, happened no actually yeah, go, go for it saloni no no go, go for it saloni had this point that hey this is something that that this is not scalable are you ever going to be fulfilled with your dream on this particular thing and by this time it was decent scale it was not like uh, just like a a crore rupee per year kind of a revenue it was like decent scale 200 150 employees three cities so it was scaling up right so you cannot just like pull the plug um so saloni suggested that hey why don't you hire someone who can run this full time and give them the equity and you you gradually move out where a person who is more capable of running this kind of business is doing it rather than um um rather than i who is not capable of doing this right so i actually ended up hiring a very smart guy uh and he took it up he ran it in a much much more professional uh professional manner unfortunately covid hit uh where uh, we didn't have an option i could uh, think of it uh, from a arms length distance uh and then we eventually decided to shut it off uh, but if covid hadn't happened i i think that company would be still doing oxygen business <laughs> okay so covid was actually good for you in a way right. okay uh, and how did the trial journey start so um while this company was running and we got the ceo there and altaf got a bit free we decided to take a six month break and work on his health because what had happened running that startup was that he was 20 kgs heavier than what he is right now his thyroid levels were off the roof uh he had severe hair loss and uh, i think for me the most concerning point was his hypothyroidism um so we decided let's do something about it and in that sort of health focused break in life that we took the sabbatical that we took um we ended up forming the foundation of what traya is today um i think traya started almost a year and half later uh but the foundation was built back then um we realized that his thyroid levels were off the roof and the best endocrinologist doctor also did not have anything else to do he was giving the pill and said this is the pill you have to have all your life that's when we sort of explored alternative sciences we moved from homeopathy ayurveda in ayurveda we met like 12 ayurvedic doctors in bombay uh eventually we met a doctor that could really explain us the science in english where we could trust him and the interesting thing that he said is that okay fine you guys are not um comfortable eating herbs um uh, let me just give you a diet uh he he explained us how powerful food sciences and we can actually control his and there were multiple issues in his body he had uric acid thyroid all triggered out out of bad lifestyle building startups and heavy stress right and um we went on this uh regime where we followed his food principles we ate very specific vegetables etc to be, very very ayurvedic concept of what vegetable to eat to really 
bring his body back in balance and uh, the results were phenomenal like his uh, endocrinologist doctor was also surprised how his thyroid levels were coming down his dosage uh, was reduced every visit um during this time we also saw that his hair regrew um and he was using certain dermat prescribed things forever like for years but it was during this time when he really focused on his health uh, that his hair regrowth happened people around us you know all our friends were at that age where they were getting married 27 to 30 age range and they were you know coming yaar kya kiya alta if your hair grew what did you do uh suddenly looking so fit and you know when we shared our thyroid story everyone had something oh you know my uncle has this i have this uh what do i do and we kept telling them that hey you know there's so much that you can do about your health if you sort of bring this whole ayurveda and naturopathy and food science into your life and these are the five doctors that we have figured that you know are really good go meet them uh some of them met some of them did not some of them failed um almost a year and a half later in i think jan or feb 2019 um i was at that point where um i wanted to quit my job and look for something new in life so i was just having that brainstorm with altaf that what do i do next and you know he is as entrepreneurial in his mindset as it gets ready right? if if peop, if he had a chance he would never let anyone do a job uh, so he said sir why don't so he said saloni why don't you start something i said no i'm not sure he said okay take at least two months break uh work on something uh, there's so much that can be done and then we start the you know the discussion went to what is it that we are passionate about and the immediate thing in that brainstorming discussion came out is health and um i i told him how much um, our life as a couple changed after we adopted that holistic living and moved from being unhealthy individuals to healthy individuals and then we thought okay this probably there's something in the chronic health space that we could do and uh what we experienced we all, i think the initial thought was that there is no doctor or hospital designed for chronic health where there is this entire ecosystem of holistic science multiple fields of science sitting in one clinic helping you um telling you not just to eat healthy but exactly what to eat for lunch what to eat for dinner and then giving you that support system that is required to follow up and adhere to it because it's always a lifelong change that you do in chronic health it's not like five medicines course and then you are done um so we started working in that direction and then there was no turning back every day that we went into it it was so exciting we did surveys we we sort of launched landing pages we did our market study um we got into the science we met r&d people uh, formulators and one thing led to the other and somehow hair loss um came out as the most exciting piece because um, one we saw that young people our friends were affected by it um it wasn't a 50 problem it was a 26 year old problem in india we so saw large, that uh, large market opportunity large market but uh, to be very honest uh, akshay it wasn't that the market was large and that's why we started the company <laughs> we started the company because we actually found it very very exciting that it is the most crowded and cluttered market from the laurels of the world to everybody is selling hair fall hair fall hair fall 
making so much money but nothing grows hair because we yeah. had tried everything possible available in the market to grow altas hair and we could not and um that made us really excited that what if there is something in hand that could actually grow hair and sort of prove everyone um bring more efficacy to the table basically so we went on to this uh, mode where we put together a team of doctors we also got the ayurveda doctor that we were in touch with in bombay and um we created a group of 55 people these were people who were not friends and family but people who had come to our landing pages and filled detailed forms we had done long consumer interviews they had hair loss they were interested to solve it etc we told them that look hey we are starting off here are a team of doctors that will interact with you and we'll sort of put together a treatment for you we'll see what happens if you don't see results we'll pay your money back um so we that happened in june 2019 whatever the dermat prescribed was somehow available in the pharmacy so we went to the pharmacy picked up those products but what our ayurveda doctors prescribed was not available at all because those were like 35 herbs combination needed and we also realized that there was customization needed otherwise the results won't come because the reason why let's say akshay would face hair loss is very different from reasons why altaf would face hair loss so we sort of did some level of customization put together those herbs did like small batch manufacturing in a small interesting factory in panchgini and uh, shipped out these products to these 55 people and then shut down all our marketing activities all our landing pages surveys with from then on what altaf and i did was just talk to these 55 people every day uh at least once a week the idea was to really learn from them what's happening what other things changes that they're doing are they using their medicines properly are they making those diet changes and in by december that year 2019 out of 55 we had 35 people with unrealistic before after pictures where they had regrown their hair wow. um and and that's when we realized that um you know this this is something that could uh you know what altaf said bring value to the table which is uh, not replicable not available in any of the competition um uh, we realized that it mattered to people a lot uh, as well right it was something that people would pay up for um and sort of those elements of product market fit were falling in place um and that's when we sort of raised our seed fund that's the time covid hit uh february 2020 so technically it was in november 2020 that we launched traya but it was almost a year of work before traya was launched to really put together the formulations fine tune those formulations and put together the whole system but uh, just just to add what saloni say right like might be repetitive there but like what i mentioned about the hypothesis in the pmf uh the first six months we actually then we, we were not completely convinced that the pmf was there in fact we created the hypothesis which lasted which took us another one year to prove uh, right like and, and they were very very uh, out there hypothesis one of them was that hey a country like india uh can you sell where 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 the market has been telling people that uh 10 days may karishma like 10 days miracle will happen or uh uh the, the this particular shampoo will solve your problem or whatever those things are can you can you get into the market with saying that hey is going to take xyz months to 
see any result. So that was one. Second hypothesis that we created was to do this, I will have to be on my own platform and not uh, a marketplace. Would that be possible uh, at all? Right? Like it's very genuinely difficult for a person uh, to trust a new website compared to a marketplace. And third, very important thesis was that you cannot be a brand just with this uh, one percentile elite people, uh, right? Like you want to solve the problem uh, for the masses. And that was the whole hypothesis that there are only X number of doctors. Can we take what X doctors do to the masses and solve it for the masses as well? So you, the other hypothesis would be that would a person in uh, a remote place of Madhya Pradesh could be buying Traya? If that is true, then there is a market, otherwise not. It took us, what, Saloni, another one and a half year to prove all those points? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, super interesting. Um, give me a quick overview of that fifty-five people experiment. What uh, were you selling a monthly subscription at that time? Yeah. So I'll explain a few things, Akshay. Before we started working on those fifty-five people, we realized that the reason, or rather, if we want to be efficacious with these fifty-five people, there are few things. that we'll have to do rather few rules that we'll have to break of the current hair industry rule number 1 a superficial just a shampoo oil will not be able to grow their hair ayurveda clearly said that hair loss is because of something going wrong in internally in your body and you need to address that to actually regrow hair so th- that was rule number 1 rule number 2 we will have to identify the root cause of hair loss and this root cause is different for every people which means that one combo or one product for all cannot work we will have to do some level of customization some level of diagnosis whether it's a face to face consultation whether it's a on phone consultation whether it's a google form we'll we'll figure out but we'll have to understand this person's health profile his gut his energy levels his sleep patterns his stress levels to be able to build this plan so that was the second rule third like you see it cannot be one product it has to be four or five things there'll be something from dermatology something from ayurveda there would be a diet so it will be a holistic program or a plan rather than a product right so we understood these three things and the fourth and the most important it cannot be thus then ek mahina it will take four to five months at least to see results because that's the time a hair cycle goes through one phase telogen to anagen the other phase where regrowth in a empty follicle can happen which means that we are actually now in a business where we are telling people that hey you have to quietly use this for 5 months to see any results which is not something that anybody in the hair industry has done before so we understood these things and then we sort of approached the 55 people uh we did it in the most rudimentary fashion we set up you know zoom calls with doctors etc at that point but these three things were done there was mixing of three sciences there was a regime that was made there was customization diagnosis led treatment there was diet given to each person and most importantly there was altaf and saloni on their head for 5 months calling them to make sure they complete the treatment uh would this 55 cohort prove these three hypotheses that it's a many months journey Uh, you need uh, some like you need a arm army also to be ready to go for it and uh, they need to trust uh, your own website instead of going through an amazon so akshay and not really uh, the idea of this first 55 people was 
can hair be grown like it was grown for alta for other people also okay right so, so we wanted to basically just testing efficacy like what we can were it be just repeatable? testing that yeah is it repeatable are people seeing the regrowth that we saw with alta are there is is there is this is this regrowth good enough for people that they're super excited about traya um so that was the initial thought that do we even have something phenomenally different from what is available in the market Okay. and then when we sort of crossed that piece what altaf mentioned i think the next one and half year after starting praya we focused on um really breaking those uh, hypotheses or rather proving them right or wrong so the, the seed fund you raised would have helped you for those three hypotheses okay yeah. uh, you you spoke of a telogen to anogen cycle what is that just briefly if you can so hair has hair has four uh, any hair uh, right uh, on on the head has a cycle and stages um now ev- for every healthy individual the hair will go through these stages fall down and in the empty follicle a new hair will come which means that some hair fall is absolutely normal uh, in fact 150 to 200 strands a day is what they say is like absolutely normal now in a person who has a hair loss condition this cycle shortens which means that the hair quickly falls down and the, and the new hair that comes it falls before its actual time that it ha- it was supposed to be on the head also every cycle the new hair that comes the diameter becomes thinner and thinner so two pro- two problems happen shortening of the cycle and thinning of the diameter eventually after few cycles the hair becomes very thin and it stops coming that's why a person sees balding whether it's you know here or whether it's on top of the head the balding is because the hair stops coming after certain cycles um now for any treatment to actually sh- do a real difference and grow hair in a empty follicle which is regrowth i'm not saying control controlling hair fall i'm saying growth of hair on a bald patch right the follicle has to move through these stages to actually show growth which is a 5 month period at least um and and if one understands this one will understand that ev- anybody in the hair industry saying that 22 days hair regrowth 10 days tail lagao baal lagao cannot happen like scientifically anatomically it cannot happen it's it's um, literally like and, and saying think, that a senior kg uh, kid will be 6 foot yeah. it's, it's 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 physiologically not possible literally this is not possible sometimes what happens is people swear by a treatment and that could be very very coincidental right like let's say if you had just a short bulk of hair fall which is not chronic which is because of some other issue in life and you ended up using a particular serum or a shampoo and suddenly you used it and you saw a positive effect you kind of correlate with like hey because of this this worked out but scientifically that is very difficult that that is very difficult to happen hmm okay okay got it um uh, how do you uh, h- how do you ensure that people adhere to the regime uh, because it's not just like you have to take a whatever you have to consume some medicine thrice a day but you also have to not eat some food types and uh, you know whatever timings of meals etc there, there won't be so many things in the regime it's not as difficult as it might sound uh, akshay so uh, anything in traya regime is either morning or night which means either you eat a, a supplement in the morning or night or apply something on your head morning or night 
yes there are diet changes what we've done over a period of time is understood what is the right way of introducing diet changes so we do not give our customers a completely new diet plan and say that akshay from today you stop eating whatever you are doing and start eating these 10 things we instead follow um a very incremental approach where we sort of eliminate one thing at a time uh once the person is able to eliminate the first we move on promote the guy to eliminate the second thing um uh, so we've sort of learned how to make it comparatively easier to do um uh, i think just the fact that you make people aware that these are the right things and these are the bad things uh itself is a big win because in a space like hair loss people did not even realize that my diet has a role to play uh people are so busy applying things and masks on their head and waiting for their hair to grow that uh, i think um uh, even if people follow i would say uh some portion of the diet that we are prescribing we are good okay interesting interesting but akshay yeah. uh, that's a that's a constant warfare right like something yeah. we are innovating on everyday basis just focused on this one problem because we understand that the the products are fine products work now uh the winning is not winning in terms of doing that one cell the winning is showing the efficacy and for that efficacy i have to focus on this guy taking that regularly so 90% of saloni and my time would be just spent on either analytics or behavioral science or few other things in terms of how do you uh incentivize to that extent that in traya would be one of those companies where we are very clear that if you don't order within this rigid period of time i will not give you discount right oh, okay. i'm going to only support any kind of discount if um you are ordering in your defined time if you are not then okay i, I cannot help you out um so every action and the thought process is more towards behavioral science than anything else Mm, interesting. Okay, okay. So, if someone is ordering like a one-one supply uh, after one and a half months or past, so it means that the first supply he did not consume regularly, so he yes. ends up uh, not getting a discount. Okay, interesting. Uh, uh, tell me about the fundraise. Uh, you you did a fundraise without uh, like in a way it was pre-revenue, right? That cohort of fifty-five, a, a typical VC would not have considered you as a like a company which is making a revenue right 1 uh, full lakh rupees per month okay <laughs> when that was the revenue altaf are you sure it was 1 lakh <laughs> <laughs> let me think it was 1 lakh man it was hardly anything <laughs> okay right right, yeah. right. but there i think i think they took a uh, took a call on the whole bit of it uh uh in i it wasn't as challenging as i i i would think about it or i would have thought about it i think i got right people we got right people to support us uh believed in the thesis agreed uh, saw the saw the passion uh that we were there to solve a, a problem rather than um, in, in fact like if you if you even look at my current uh deck uh, uh, i would never ever talk about uh the market or the tam or other bits of it Uh, we would always talk about more in terms of how how this will change a person's life, and uh, we we strongly believe in that particular thesis that this is something where uh, I can I can change a person's confidence in the way they look at the world if I have done my job right. 
And our studies also say it's very clear. In fact, the first statement in all of our deck has always been there that either you shave it off or have a full set of hair, everything is sexy. Uh, the thing is, what do you want? Right? And that's where Thraya comes into play. And uh, all our messaging and everything has been positive in those forms. Uh, but getting into more details in terms of fundraise, we have we had at that time two two investors who joined in, uh, Whiteboard and uh, K Capital. So was it and, after a lot of no's at all? Right. Like uh, you must have had to learn how to do fundraise, right? Or or did it happen relatively easily? Saloni, how would you look at it? Uh, again, both have our own version of story. So. <laughs> 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 for Altaf, uh, I think it was very smooth, uh, easier. Uh, for me, it was very difficult. I had never faced investors or done fundraising. Um, I, I think I, I at back then I did not even know if I could be an entrepreneur, uh, right? So uh, it was uh, difficult for me. Uh, I think I have goofed up a lot of meetings that Altaf has forgotten over the years. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I haven't forgotten. But, I just don't try to remember it. He's a wise I, man. I have, <laughs> but um, I think um, now when I look back, uh, uh, I think it is difficult for a first-timer to go out and confidently say that I'm going to build a, um, a, a, a you know, a large uh, company. Uh, and and you, you're thrown questions like, when are you going to be one crore per month revenue? And you're like, oh, I don't even know how that's possible. I'm doing one lakh per month right now. I yeah. don't know. I, was, I just know what I know. I don't know how to... Probably I was not good at selling, uh, which I learned over the years. Mm. Um, but uh, we found people who sort of uh, understood the passion and the honesty with which we were doing what we were doing rather than looking at our selling skills. Uh, so eventually everything fell in place. But yeah, I think it, I, I do remember the nose and the difficult difficulty that I went through uh, facing people. Yeah, yeah, I think Altaf would have developed a thick skin as an entrepreneur, right? Like hearing no's uh, is not something that he would even remember. Uh, whereas you must have felt each no much more deeply than he would have felt. Yeah, it. I think I think he gets even more excited after a no rather than a yes because he comes out <laughs> and he says, "Oh man, this guy's going to feel so guilty later in life." <laughs> I think he get, he gets positive energy even from a no. Uh, oh man, amazing! No, but like my our our both the investors were very. In fact, like both of them would have uh, uh, said yes to me over a coffee, uh, to us over a coffee. I remember one of uh, from Whiteboard, Panshu, uh, uh, right? Like, certainly. he would have, we, we used to uh, meet in a restaurant called Fable in Hawaii. Uh, and over the coffee, he was like, this is all fine. You are doing all these things. Do you think you will take money or you, you will need money? I'm like, if you I'll take it. And his point was, okay, let's get it done. And that's how it yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's why Anshu really liked me because it wasn't an official pitch. <laughs> Anshu started interacting with us and then he, uh, I think I got very comfortable working with him. Mm, okay. And Kyo also joined in at similar time. But yeah. yeah. So you raised about, I think, two crores roughly in I think four, 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 four and a half crore. Four and a half crores. So okay. seed round. Um, mm. We took that money, we, we, we put, I think, uh, 50 lakh to a crore in marketing. 
and rest three and a half crore we we spent it on um, just building the building moat around our thesis right like where we say that hey you require tech we will require adherence we will require product scaling up and everything and uh, we would grow at a much much slower pace than any any startup at that period right you you would hear stories that hey this guy started in january and by december this guy is doing like i don't know 50 crore per month kind of thing and you would you wouldn't get there uh, fortunately every friend and mentor who was around us um, um, were very supportive in terms of that take it easy take it one step at a time it takes time whatever those things are no one ever cajoled us or pushed us in terms of uh, you need to get those numbers um and we stopped tracking the new sales numbers we would only track like how many people repurchased from us than anything else for like a good one year right so only uh, that's yeah yeah our north star metric was repurchase and not new revenue and our thought was that new revenue is a function of marketing building brand etc but we need to really solve for those three four hypotheses that altaf mentioned with this money um to see that can people actually complete a regime what it takes to complete a regime so for the longest time our north star metric was repurchase uh, you, you can buy new customers like that's just about burning money uh, right. but getting repurchase is not something that you can uh, just burn Absolutely. money to achieve and i that. think that's that's important for pmf right if you can with the small set of people first prove that with the money you have rather than uh, you know trying to achieve scale uh, i think that's a better approach uh, what all did, exactly did you do to build your moats uh, and this was pure online uh, like the consultation was online and then the product would they would pay uh, on a like a website or yeah. something and then the product yeah, yeah this was 100 yeah yeah this was we we were we've always been uh, on our website now we have an app so app plus website uh, i think uh, the first moat was tech uh, we spent a lot of money on tech there's a lot that happens in the back end here at traya to tell us that will akshay follow the treatment or not or what will we do with akshay rather that will push him to start following the treatment what is the right time to call akshay what is the right time to uh, message akshay what is akshay on the app is akshay excited to join a triya community what is it that i can do with akshay to really explain him that you need to follow this treatment so a lot of tech and intelligence uh, was built into this uh, which means that we have entire backend built homegrown at triya so we did not use any crms or ready to use tools we built all of this um and i think uh, this later on proved to be very useful so uh, as as we sort of early on built this tech other than tech altaf i think uh, is there anything else that uh, i think the first year we just we then? just focused focused on the tech then i think uh, by september that year five said also gave us some money um and uh, uh, they they came with their own unique sets of uh, intelligence learning um, other parts of it they helped us develop few models in terms of how do you ab test how do you uh, change things so for the next one year we were just ab testing the marketing part of it uh, in fireside came in we were hardly spending on marketing then we started doing experimentation we created our own uh, playbook in terms of what could work what could not work how things will 
look at it, how people perceive what is brand study. And we were we were literally learning everything from scratch. Um, and we, among Saloni and I, we divided uh, uh, the whole company into two parts, anything, uh, digital branding, uh, new acquisition is what Saloni would look into. Anything that is ops, uh, tech, uh, product, uh, retention, would be something I will look into it. And we started running on our own horses. Um, and that kind of helped us as well. Uh, Saloni is not a marketeer by education. Uh, but right now, I feel, and even the board would feel, that she would be probably top one percentile in the country in terms of how does she uh, break down the data. And I think, I think kudos to the whole part where it's just the learning instinct, right? Like it's consistently uh, building there. Mm, amazing. Uh, Altaf, can you help me understand what uh, does your tech do? Like what data does it ingest and what does it throw up? And is there some like automation of workflows, etc., that you've built on it? Or like, like you know, what what does your tech do? Yeah, so so at, at the high level, right? Like uh, what we try to do is we try to collect uh, uh, different, different parts of a person's behavior to help them adhere to so two, two parts of the uh, data, right? One is more in terms of predictive that just because of XYZ action, how likely is this guy going to be capable of finishing it? Um, end of the day, the objective has to be that there are few uh, few people that you cannot help, right? Now, spending resources on them is not useful because eventually they will not be able to fulfill the whole part of it. And it doesn't matter what you try to do, this is not going to happen, right? Well, so, what are the data points you're collecting which help you predict? So, uh, in terms of how they interact, uh, how many times do they interact, uh, do they pick up the call? With the app. They, okay. uh, with, with the app, with the call, with the WhatsApp, with the email. We, we also have something called the Traya Hair Coaches, right. uh, where people book appointments and speak to a coach. Uh, okay. to help them get some guidance on how to use the treatment. Mm. So uh, that right. that service element is an important part of uh, getting more data. Well. Okay. Right. So, so, but like every time we would have interacted, there would be one person who would be clicking a dot saying that, hey, this is happening. And as soon as that dot is clicked, it will feed into the major bucket saying that, hey, how this guy should be uh, put into which bucket. Uh, right, and the idea behind this whole uh, exercise was that can I influence the behavior to do a better job? Right, like adherence is a very interesting subject for the world. Right, sixty-eight percent of the people across the world fall from this uh, from any kind of medical regime within fifteen days. Right, it's a massive problem. Um, so when we started doing it, it was it was more of a theoretical experience that hey, I can probably with a better content, with a better perception, I can probably help them make the right decision. Right? Like end of the day, everyone wants to go to the gym. The challenge is that only ten percent of us will go to the gym. Can I create a system where ten percent can be twenty percent or thirty percent or forty percent? So that's what the idea. So we started collecting the data. We started breaking down. We started having that personalized content, personalized messaging, personalized ability. Um, and then we took a step ahead where we said that rather than just putting up personal personalized content, can we also have a personalized medium? Right? Like there would be few guys who will require a call. There would be few guys who might require just a message. So there would be free few guys who might require nothing. Right? Like they are just born champions and doesn't require any help. <laughs> 
so uh, you needed that particular data block to solve the problem and the challenge with the data is that you need to have it in such a big number only then it will make sense right right um, so it took us a long time but now i think more or less we are it, it's a constantly evolving uh, beast uh, but that that's what we have been doing Mm, amazing okay okay so that helps you predict uh, how to communicate what communication to send uh, through what medium uh, how frequently uh, uh, so all of those things uh, okay right yeah and and also to add i think we can now tell a person even who start who's starting the treatment um when will they see results with raya so you know even uh, efficacy data being fed into the system in terms of age and the stage of hair loss uh, we use these input parameters to really understand the health profile and tell that hey you are going to take 5 months but uh, you know rahul you are going to take 8 months uh, because of certain health profile that you are in so uh, i think uh, since we have all the data uh, it's not just behavioral data but also efficacy and health data that goes into the system Hmm. Uh, what's a typical customer journey like? like like you mentioned there is a service element also and you know how, how does the sales yeah. cycle work and just help me uh, understand from like somebody seeing an ad on a facebook to actually seeing hair yeah. uh, regrowth like yeah. what's the whole journey yeah so uh, people uh, let's say you uh, akshay you will see a ad you land on the traya website or you would land on traya app today there are two uh, platforms uh both these platforms the first step that will be asked would be to take a hair test hair test are series of questions that a dermatologist or an ayurveda doctor needs to understand what's happening in your body once you answer these questions you'll also be asked to upload pictures of your head once you do that and click on submit there's an online algorithm that will basically try to diagnose what type of hair loss you have what stage you are on how many months you will take to see results with traya and put together a plan a program which will sh- where you can see um what are the kind of products that you will get in the first month etc uh from there on it's a simple buy now checkout payment uh, there, there's process. no like a human being who drives the no conversion no human interaction okay no human being no human involvement to drive conversion but once the customer why not like wouldn't that boost conversion if you had a sales team uh very right akshay um uh, i'll just complete the journey and then answer yeah, that question uh so once you once you place the order and uh, your or your order or your purchase comes into the system we assign a dermatologist and an ayurveda doctor in the packet these doctors will look at your entire health details the pictures will look at what the algorithm uh, recommended and if the algorithm is 100% accurate or not they have the complete authority to remove products add products change the prescription they are the ones who will put the exact dosage uh whether it should be 001 101 2 tablets one tablet etc they'll put all of that and once the doctors submit the case will go to the packaging team they'll put together the box and ship the box uh with the digital prescription for you to get started it is now that a hair coach is assigned and you can go on the web or app book a call with a coach the coach will help you understand how to use the box will explain 
why it will take five months, what the monthly goals are, what are we working on month one, what will we work on month two, how we will tweak the treatment along the journey, what are the signs to look for to know that you are on the right track. Um, so the coach is basically here available for free. You can book as many appointments as you want throughout your journey. The idea is that we are here till the time we give you the results, whether it's four months, eight months, whatever time it takes. Uh, so that's the overall uh, customer journey. Now coming down to your point, when we started off, uh, Akshay, in fact, if I go to uh, 2020 to 2021, the entire one that year at Traya, all sales happened through consulting sales. And the reason was Traya was too complicated for people to understand. Uh, everybody's used to landing on a website where you can add to cart a product, check out and leave, right? Here is a company that's saying, I'm not going to sell you a single product unless you fill a long eight minute hair test. You upload your pictures. Then I will give you a regime which has five products, not one. And you cannot buy one and go home. You have, if you want to buy Traya, you have to buy five products, right? It was really complicated and very difficult to sell. Um, that was one of the first toughest battle that we had to win. Uh, we realized that we'll have to call and explain people why five products, why we are giving you not just a shampoo. Um, and that's what we did. We did consulting sales. We put together a sales team. We would call people. Um, but when we reached, uh, I think about March 2021, we reached a significant revenue size where we felt that now we need to sort of to really scale this, move out from consulting sales and let brand do the talking. It should be the brand that explains people that, hey, Traya works. But to make Traya work for Traya's efficacy, you will have to do these things. So and in you, a, Did you cross like one CR a month by that time, by March 2021? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm. Yeah, we had crossed that, that number. And um, we basically... Um, in the world that we are, which is digital marketing, where video is a strong medium, anything that a person says on the phone can actually be explained through very good content online. And uh, with that belief system, we started um, moving from consulting sales to direct conversion. And I think it was just a three-month period where we pulled the plug and the sales team was dissolved completely. Wow, amazing. Uh, which would... Uh possibly answer the hypothesis that can this be a mass market product because you can't have so much human led sales if you really want to uh, be mass market yeah you you are absolutely right i think in march when we decided to pull the plug or try to do the shift uh, the hypothesis that we created right like we put there in terms of pmf was what were there right like it came up uh, we, we were convinced that this is something that the masses need and we will be able to take it to masses just need to find out the right right objective <clears throat> and again like i think um, every entrepreneur uh, has this group of friends that comes in form of employees in form of colleagues in form of uh, board in form of investors if that group of friends is right right like everything becomes much easier we also had have been fortunate with like right group of friends where they advise the right thing at the uh, right time Okay. What's your pricing strategy like? I mean, and I'm sure you must have gone through a journey to figure out what's the best way to do the pricing. Do you charge everything upfront or is it like a monthly payment or, you know, what, what have you done in terms of pricing? What have been your learnings? 
Yeah. Um, so our pricing is based on the MRP of the products that are going in your monthly pack. We do not charge for the doctor prescriptions. We do not charge for the hair coach. These are value-added service. And this is something that I learned after starting Praya, that in India, it's very difficult to charge for something that is not tangible. So let's say if you are running a yoga course online, which is some teacher, which is video recording yoga, it's very difficult to get money for that. But if you sell a yoga mat, you can easily get money out of it. Um, okay. That's my learnings. Uh, so, so we kind of uh, put that into the model, um, and we started charging only for the product. Um, subscription in India is very difficult, um, and later on, all the rules that the bank uh, brought in—it's—it's uh, it's kind of impossible to have people put in their credit card and then charge them. So, uh, we realized that monthly pack is something that would be the uh, most suitable. upfront charging people for it uh, is something that worked um in terms of price points we actually did a lot of experiments to increase the price points and decrease the price point um traya uh, is actually not a good to have product but a need to have product for the person who is having it it's not an impulse buy people don't you know suddenly decide that i want to buy a new t-shirt today and come and buy traya they really research they On an average, visit Traya website six to seven times before they make the purchase, um, and hence the price elasticity is there. But also, we wanted Altaf and I really wanted Traya to be affordable and mass market. So we were not just looking at a at the TG that we were catering to at that point in time, which was more city. We were thinking of the Bharat and saying. Will two thousand five hundred a month be affordable to a guy who is, let's say, living in Uttar Pradesh in a tier three? Um, and and the answer was that since it's need to have category, a lot of people um, are pretty open to uh, pay. In fact, we made. I remember in one of the experiments, we made uh, the price cheaper to see if the conversion improves. The conversion actually dipped. because suddenly people could not trust five products in 900 rupees coming in their box and they felt that this is not a you know a good quality brand yeah. uh, so we found our sort of sweet sweet spot where we could really make it affordable for mass india but at the same time have the perceived value that it deserves and uh, what's an average uh, monthly cost to a, a trial user 2500 That's the, uh, okay. no, no. So that's the that's the first buy. After that, yeah. it gradually keeps on tapering down. Goes down. So if you look at the uh, and that's the theory, the, the the thought process as well, right? Like we, as a company, I want to charge as little as possible, uh, which I can afford. Right. So in the first buy, I cannot afford much, but over time, I can afford uh, much more. So we keep on removing products. We try to reduce the price. Squeeze in. By the six months or seventh month, we want to keep this guy at like barely nine hundred to fourteen hundred in that range, and further reduce it down as much as possible. Because over time, taking more money from the customer is not a, a good strategy according to us. The, the basic thought process has to be: you want to be with the customer for a longer period of time, and uh, taking a smaller price for the product that they deserve, not the product that you want to sell. Uh, Does uh, does it become zero? 
ever or, or people uh, continue to buy and so what, what would, do they continue to buy like so we would like to have just a maintenance pack for them because hair loss like thyroid or other things it's like more of a autoimmune or a genetic disease right like where it cannot be solved but it can be managed to a significant extent now with the with the management all you have to do is like a basic basic 500 to 700 bucks and you can sustain that for the longest period of time um, so that was that's what goes into uh, the maintenance kit there and what is it that you're buying when you're in the maintenance mode like some supplements so, or something to so apply one, one would be minoxidil for sure and second would be some supplement either ayurveda or it would be uh, oil just to to prolong the Sorry, one would be, you said minoxidil? Uh, uh, yeah, minoxidil. A serum. A serum. Okay. okay. Which you apply on your hair and it yes. promotes regrowth. Right. Okay. 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 Uh, help me understand what products you're selling and what each of them achieves for a user. Like like you said, there were two problems, the shortening of cycle and the diameter going down. So what, what product does yeah. what? And like, how, how do you reverse so, balding? Sure. Um so let me sort of explain in two buckets. Um, there are dermatology products that the dermat prescribed. These products are uh, mostly some form of serums. They are peptides that work at the follicle level. So minoxidil, for example, is a stimulator, which means that your body is reducing or uh, shrinking the diameter of the hair, it does exactly opposite. It increases the diameter of the hair. So at a follicular level, it is fighting against the DHT of your body, the chemical in your body that's shrinking the hair. Mm -hmm. uh, similarly, there are certain other peptides based on the type of hair loss, the stage and where the person is, The we choose which peptide suits the best to the person. Um, when you... Uh, and then second is... A nutrition, right? So there are supplements, vitamins, multivitamins that are given, which has biotin, selenin. There are a lot of macro and micronutrients, which when deficient leads to hair fall or acceleration of balding. So this is the second thing that the dermat really puts into the treatment, which is making sure that deficiencies are handled for, right? So that's dermatology, which is comparatively the simplest uh, of the two sciences. Now, coming to Ayurveda, uh, in Ayurveda, hair loss is not a disease that is mentioned in Ayurveda at all. Hair loss is a symptom. It's a way your body communicates to you that something in your body is wrong. So hair loss is referred to 10 other problems that your body could be going through. It could be that your body has an imbalance of pitta dosha. It could be that your body has severe gut issues. It could be your body has high stress, it could be your body has poor metabolism and your gut cannot absorb the nutrients that you are giving, which means you're going to feel really low on energy in the more early mornings. So there are lots of things in Ayurveda starting all the way from, uh, you know, in women, uh, PCOS, hormonal issues, uh, postpartum, perimenopause stage in men, things like gut, sleep, stress. And we use Ayurveda to work on each of these things. So, for example, if you say that you have a high-stress life and you're not able to sleep properly, we'll give you something called a nasya grip, which is a nasal drop that will put you to sleep like a baby for eight hours. Right? So, there are Ayurveda is actually used here at Praya to work at an internal root cause level uh, to bring the body in that regenerative state that is required for regrowth. 
dermatology is used to actually work at the hair follicle level to really uh, reverse what is happening at the hair follicle level and so when you really combine the two and then add a layer of diet to it um uh, the 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 results are phenomenal okay interesting uh, so i guess stuff which you apply is taking care of the diameter problem and the cycle problem is being solved through ayurveda through consumption and diet control and things like that okay okay interesting uh, i want to understand how you uh, built up the kind of people you needed like you need a lot of uh, hair doctors uh, who are not just going to be like western medicine practitioners but they need to understand ayurveda also how how would you have built up that kind of a team uh, how did you build up hair coaches again i mean if you were let's say in nutrition it's easy to find dietitians because there are courses people do those courses but how did you build up hair coaches you know how did you build operational ability to service clients who were uh, signing up so doctors has been kind of straightforward uh, we we don't let the ayurveda doctor talk anything about uh, the western medicine right like the ayurveda doctor is just so we have two sets of doctors the dermatologist and the ayurveda uh, practitioner so dermatologist is only going to take care of the dermatology side of the equation and the ayurveda doctor is only talking about the ayurveda part they can be complementary because uh, they don't uh, uh, they don't interfere with each other's learning um, so that's how the this two things comes into play so more each patient when when his uh, uh, treatment is reviewed there's an ayurvedic doctor who's reviewing it and there's a dermatologist who's yes. also reviewing it yes. yeah so it will be simultaneously going to both the doctors okay 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 um, got it hair coach was a interesting phenomena when we started we thought that hey uh, let's let's have a system where we can let doctors talk to them but then within within like i think 3 days we realized that's not a very good idea because this is a very very qualified person doing a very very simple job um and you are kind of not respecting uh, the profession to a significant extent so we went to them we said like where did you learn what are the things so there is a book called rook's book of dermatology dermatology in ayurveda we sat with the ayurveda practitioner he gave me a book but it was written in sanskrit and we neither of us thoroughly <laughs> so we told them to help us out and we sat down and we created a curriculum which is an inclusion of dermatologist and ayurveda and then started putting it to the coaches before they actually join or come to the floor they would have gone through 45 days of training before you actually hit the throat um so you you try to and over time you keep on uh, uh, rechecking the knowledge retesting whatever those things are i think that becomes a very critical i think thing. yeah i think i i learned this from infosys i'm a computer science engineer uh, and i know how infosys really took people who know nothing uh, namesake engineers but through their 6 months training really teaches how to code yeah um and if and 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 they i think they put together a whole institute of uh, manufacturing coders out of it whether you put a bcom graduate or an engineer doesn't matter the person who comes out as a coder uh, i think uh, we sort of uh, with that approach set up the entire learning and training team here that could and and and, and it really made sense because this coach would be would be able to hold a conversation with a doctor on how the dht is working on your hair follicle or how the peptide is going to help you at the same time we'll hold a conversation with the person who knows ayurveda 
but more importantly this coach is also trained on behavioral science techniques to really what to say on the phone call to really get that commitment out of that person that you will have to use this um right and then we build this entire system where the incentives for these people is not the repeat revenue that they bring the incentive is really um doing a good conversation with the customer getting positive reviews so we sort of really removed money out of the equation so that it's purely customer service and coaching rather than another sales channel Mm, okay interesting how long is the training period for a coach like from hire to hitting the floor what is and are they on payroll or do they get paid like a gig worker or what no no they they are completely on payroll and the fun thing is that they they are never incentivized in terms of the orders they their whole system would be based on if they are helping the customer or not so not a single penny is in terms of any kind of order it would take around 45 days to train these guys to hit the floor the ratio is actually pretty bad in terms of 100 people joining in only 50 will actually hold the floor wow. uh, 50 will not make the cut and these 45 days uh, you are paying them salary or their salary starts once they... oh wow we pay, okay. we pay them salary okay oh wow so you you're taking that bet and uh, and yeah i guess the hair coach is like a key driver for this because he's the face of the company to the customer right the customer absolutely will, his yeah. feedback on trial will depend totally on his experience with the coach spot on absolutely yeah. okay okay incredible we also had a convertible um, what do you mean by a convertible sorry a convertible is like convertible. debt which can yeah be... no where uh, the, the cap and the floor is defined and uh, it will be defined on a particular event so if let, let's say for some company it might be defined on whatever your next valuation is we'll take a xyz discount if it is above cap then it will be at cap if it is below cap or below floor then it will be at floor kind of so basically converted at a future future date okay so uh, this uh, technically stays on your book as a debt until the next funding event when it gets converted kind of, into equity kind of, okay yes okay kind of. and the valuation depends on the valuation received in the next right event. so uh, like to certain extent but there is a cap and a floor defined hmm. uh, right okay. the ceiling and the bottom defined uh, so that's what we do uh, we we have grown at a decent pace what uh, did you need funds for uh, for customer acquisition or so multiple things so our philosophy has been experimentation right like that what all things works what not whatever those things are um, and we needed to be a little sometimes it's important when you are at a certain scale to have an inefficient view of doing things as well because that is the only way you can learn uh, uh the difference between like what saloni mentioned right earlier that the difference between my earlier company and this company is that earlier company it was every penny was measured very very uh, thoroughly i'm not in the favor of spending um ridiculously but you need to spend a little to experiment right one of the examples that saloni came up with in earlier is that if you do an experiment with 5000 rupees on facebook 100% it will pay right uh, because the okay. engine itself will not optimize so you need a certain amount of budget to do that experiment uh saloni please add whatever you think is appropriate as your uh yeah, yeah yeah absolutely the the uh, experiments were largely and for I, customer acquisition or any other experiments also like multiple or, so uh, including retention behavioral yeah. science uh, customer acquisition exchanges 
I think there was like this big mess up that I did in, uh, I think six months ago or something. I changed something in deck for two months. We just were like completely running like endless chicken. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the original part of it. And I think um, we also actually grew um, faster than we imagined. So I think uh, 2022 March to 2023 March, we almost grew 20 times. Uh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, we are now we are now a team of 400 people. And last year, this time, we would have been like a 50-people team. Wow. Uh, you, it must be like team. 200 to 300 CR top line kind of a Let's... business now. In terms of number of customers, right? Like, uh, we would have close to around 500,000 customers right now. Wow. We wow. have, like, really good reputability. But overall, still, we we are kind of uh, anxious in one term, right? Like, we set out with a clear mission. We set out with a goal that, hey, we are here to solve a problem and solve a problem in an ethical fashion. I think still there is a long, long journey to do. Like, our real, like, we did a recent uh, band study and where we asked a uh, thousand individuals hey uh, what would you take for your hair loss uh, take a rough 78 guess 78 percent yeah, what do you think majority would have said? same answer yeah. what do you think uh, no not sure shampoo okay right. 78% of people still believes that uh, uh, shampoo will solve that problem mm. and uh, that is that is the thing right like if we can solve this problem or manage this problem at least people are aware of making the right decision you choose Traya or you go to the doctor that's completely up to you right go to the doctor to solve the problem right like you don't uh, probably will go to uh, 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 a simple company to solve your thyroid or diabetes um, you go to the doctor why not for hair loss you need to go to the doctor yeah. Uh, so that's what the ultimate vision is. Mm. What are the challenges in front of you today? Things that you want to solve. Like, you know, you told me that 2020, you had these hypotheses that can we sell on our own website? Can we sell a product for which the uh, the, the duration of that product showing results is a couple of months? And, you know, so, so what are currently the things that are challenges for you? Things you want to sure. see? If I, they can... I think I would... Yeah, I think I would state two. One is uh, a challenge that will always remain a challenge till we really succeed, which is retention. Um, um, and as we are scaling and as the kind of consumer that's using Traya is changing from just an English-speaking guy to now 50% of Traya is Hindi-speaking as well. We are entering tier two, tier three. So really understanding that consumer, bringing them to that fourth, fifth month mark where they start seeing results. So I think number one challenge will always be maintaining retention with the scale. Um, number what two is your would retention be, uh, uh, rate like currently? Around 45, 45% at the fifth month. Okay. Hmm. And I think the second would be um, we are 100% online and um, a lot of people say that uh, online has a ceiling, um, yes. um, which which is something that we will uh, have to explore and see how we sort of um, 
the ultimate goal is that every person suffering through hair loss should know traya traya should be in the conversation in every household where hair loss is being discussed and um, i think to reach there we'll have to figure out or break open newer channels um um etc so i think these are the only two things identifying those new channels um and maintaining retention like uh, just to add to back to her uh, like i think that's business problem and that will eventually get resolved on its own like uh, personally saloni and i we are uh, spending a lot of time right now in making sure that the culture that we build in the company can be actually replicated across a larger organization as well i, I feel that empathy driven organization building that is super challenging right like uh, it's very different when you are three people team and uh, whatever you say is easily percolated down the system now it becomes challenging because i will say it's a, it's a chinese whisper right i will say a by the time it reaches down it will be z how do i create a system where a is transferred in its own intact form till the last particle of um, your company um, that's that's where we keep on uh, trying to build that and learn that and um i feel neither of us alone or i have ever built a company which is uh, 300 400 people we don't even know half the time that we <laughs> supposed to speak in a common meeting right? like sometimes i crack in appropriate jokes and saloni would say that this is not appropriate <laughs> even better uh, a leadership team will come up and say probably and shut up next time <laughs> so we are also learning there so what how do you scale culture like what have you learned so far about scaling I culture because 400 is a pretty large number uh, i think overall what happens there is it's a it's never about one exercise right like um, you get in this five people and they will do this five exercise and everything. i think it's, it's fine it might be a starter but culture is something where you have to literally make sure that the air that you breathe in is that culture right? like you cannot let go of that word and terminology ever and especially in the most difficult time right like it's it's very easy to say that hey i'm going to be empathetic and i'm going to be coach driven and i'm going to be xyz when the things are looking good um the real test of culture is when things are not looking good right that's the time when you come up and hey say that hey i'm still empathetic i'm empathetic towards my customer i'm empathetic towards my uh, people and let's try to solve that out and i i think that that is every action right so what we try to do in our company is now it's still in process but what we are trying to do is that the leadership is responsible for their team's uh, uh, failure or success right so for example if there are five people in my team it is my responsibility to spare like x number of hours to coach them to get them to a better play give them a portal where uh, uh, they can shine and not just keep them in the back end and i shout out all the time consciously we are trying to do that we are trying to take help from various leaders across the different industries as well uh, but still still on a learning curve if you have some some inputs more than happy to take <laughs> okay 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 um Well, I, I want to uh, uh, kind of understand this. Uh, you know, VCs love this metric of CAC to LTV, like customer acquisition costs versus what is the long-term value from that customer. So, what is that like for you today? And do you have like a target number? 
No, I think it's uh, like let's let's keep it at a higher level. It's at a at a decent play, right? Like we do at an amateur level, it would be positive. So that that uh, that particular uh, ratio is on a unit economics, right? Like basically, when you when you are not making money, you want to basically also say that that eventually at unit economics this makes sense. It's just that I'm growing at this particular. Uh, pace and that's why CAC, LTV or CAC would be uh, uh, 2, 2.5, 3, whatever the, the VC would require. Um, but uh, uh, like LTV, uh, again, right, like I, I feel that is the most important matrix in a company just because that is the true sense of repeat customer. Now, what different companies do in LTV is different, right? Like, for example, a company where you have 700 SKUs or 70 SKUs, your LTV will be defined by the second purchase, which might be the same product or might be most probably a different product. A cream, he has bought cream in the first product, second time he's buying sunscreen. Uh, it's not like the real jest in terms of the product quality, it is basically just buying different product from the same platform. And that's why Amazon's would have a phenomenally large LTV, right? Uh, but a product company, I feel, should be defined in LTV in terms of, yeah, when I, I, I bought X, did I bought X multiple times or I bought Y and Z and something like that. Um, that's how we define the LTV. I think over time we have managed to get a decent LTV and that's why our bottom line and everything is healthy. Um, but there is a huge scope of improvement. I feel uh, um, CAC is important, but I feel it's a secondary matrix that we look at. Uh, most important thing is if I can convince a person for a longer period with me, that's how, how we will win. Okay. And what are you doing to bring down the CAC? Like, like what, uh, how are you creating a top of the funnel, which is uh, done economically, like without burning too much? So it, it, I think it's, it's multiple, multiple aspects, right? Like for example, uh, right now it's October, November, December going on, right? Uh, spending a penny on your marketing is just wrong. Right? Like because the of the is... Diwali season, everybody's spending. So exactly. Right. Like it's, it's, it's like saying that, hey, I'm going to get this consumer at 100 rupees today or I will wait for one and a half month and I'll get the same consumer for 50 rupees. Mm, right? okay. Now, there is a pressure from the market that, hey, I need to grow at a certain rate. Why? Like, you don't need to uh, grow at a certain rate. It is uh, a pressure that we build for ourselves and we get into the same problem. Now, if I spend today, I know I will grow at that particular percentage. Tomorrow, when you ask me, I'll say, hey, I was pressurized. But was I really pressurized? Probably not. Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, understanding that nuances will help out. But at a at a larger scale, what we try to do is that the top of the funnel is very important, right? Like you want to get the right audience to your website. And the only way to do it is basically have the cheapest source of first layer of screening, right? So if I can get you screen in two rupees, I want to screen through that. It could be a video view, it could be a SEO, it could be whatever. But basically, I want to have the cheapest way of screening the qualified audience. The qualified audience definition is if you have visited my website. Once you have visited my web website, then I want to spend on you. Till that time, I don't want to spend on you. And that's how we reduce down the cap. Uh, but Saloni, uh, please add on. What do you think? So you are trying to not spend too much on getting first-time visitors. But once you have a first-time visitor, then you want to spend on uh, like retargeting, remarketing. 
Right. So conversion is a bigger importance than uh, just the session because session to okay. you, you put up in also, particular. Yeah, I was saying yeah, and creating interesting, uh, more organic uh, channels etc. for the top of the funnel, uh, so that you get like Alta said cheaper audience um, onto your website. Uh, so a lot of brand building activities are done at top of the funnel. but you find more efficient cheaper ways of doing that rather than really giving all the money to facebook uh there okay okay uh, what works there at top like do you do influencer marketing or do you do like uh, what, what all do you do we we do influencer marketing yes but we treat influencer marketing also as a performance channel rather than a brand channel which means we look at it from a very strict lens of how many people watch the video how many came on the website how many purchased uh, is it easy to track is, uh, like uh, how many like the the not, leads which not come very, from one influencer yeah yeah not very direct but um, um, i mean there is a link there uh, the problem is that you cannot strictly follow or make decisions based on the link data because it's skewed it's a narrower vision of what's happening in reality <clears throat> but over a period we've built formulas on how to look at uh success versus failure within influencer campaign so yes influencer marketing is something that we do um we've also uh for example started our what the health channel on youtube uh completely organic where we just uh, invite people from different health experts doctors and we talk about health um and uh, that sort of hit 1 million 100k Uh, in about six months of launching the channel, um, so that has become like an interesting organic channel also uh, as we build it further. So we're sort of focusing more on um, building the brand and getting people to know about Traya and what Traya is through um, more organic means than rather just doing video views. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, you know, if you are able to crack adherence. then yeah, i mean hair is just one of the ways uh, to monetize adherence right do you also look at it that way that you would like for example say diabetes even diabetes reversal needs you to crack adherence and so so, so what is the way you look at your uh, future path 100% with you uh, we also believe that the, the concept like so i am i am in love with the concept of mixing science and adherence right and uh, be try or be someone else uh, i i want to take this to multiple uh, multiple disease line and i feel that that is adding value to the society and the uh, and the people in the society uh, we do believe that we we are the front runner and we can take it up with different different parts of it and we eventually will get there uh we are doing few pilots right now in few diseases uh but still still not there where we want to we want to launch it uh, we will probably not do it under the same brand uh because i feel there is an advantage of having single brand single solution like a simple understanding is let's say if you have a uh if a knee pain you will go to a, a, a ortho surgeon if you have a chest pain you will get go to a, a, a pulmonary expert right similarly here also what we are assuming if you have x disease you go to uh, x expert and if you have y then you go to the y expert mm, okay amazing uh, by when do you think you will become like a billion dollar valuation company 
I don't because want I mean, to reach there. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, if you crack adherence, then there is no end to how many products you can launch, right? Like, I agree. I I think uh, like not just for the for 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 this conversation, but Saloni and I we. We have never actually uh, looked at the valuation or been inspired by valuation. Um, we do get motivated by uh, the number of consumers that we have, the revenue that we have, and sometimes it doesn't directly correlated with the valuation. In fact, I think valuation creates a lot of pressure, uh, right? When you are just valued at like five crores, you just don't have to worry because you will always go up. Right? But when you are valued at let's say ten thousand crores or seven thousand crores, the pressure is constantly there where you want to be like, okay, I have reached here. And the worst thing is, the 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 someone has put in your money at one billion, right? Now I have to get him at least three x, so I have to go to three billion. I don't want money at one billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. What, what what are like some revenue targets you have like say for twenty five or twenty six? Uh, so by like... by twenty five we want to reach around eighty crore per month. Um, wow, um, that's what the target is. Uh, I think uh, if we if we crack few of those things we should be there. Uh, it is one of those companies which shouldn't require ideally a big 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 fund. It should require a little uh, because it's not a platform, right? Like it's a it's a product company. Um, at eighty crores a month, you'd probably be among the top five D two C companies in India, right? Like that's a probably, fairly large probably. number. Probably. Wow! Amazing, amazing, amazing. And that brings us to the end of this conversation. I want to ask you for a favor now. Did you like listening to the show? I'd love to hear your feedback about it. Do you have your own startup ideas? I'd love to hear them. Do you have questions for any of the guests that you heard about in the show? I'd love to get your questions and pass them on to the guests. Write to me at ad at thepodium dot in. That's ad at t h e p o d i u m dot in.